0: But then, like, after a while, it's like, you have to choose what brands you want to promote, like, who you yeah, want okay. to, um, like, work with. Because I feel like, sorry. <laughs> no, I have animals, too. So,
1: it's not a big, like, candy culture and stuff. But I think that's, oh, sorry. Shoot. I think that's changed a little bit.
0: It's all good, girl.
1: Let me, sorry. Sorry about that. I just realized I didn't plug in my computer.
0: No, you're good. Okay. I can edit that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
1: About that. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs>
0: Before we get into the episode, if you guys can please hit that like button and subscribe, that would be so great and it'd be a great way to support Best Candy Ever. Leave me a comment, let me know what other guests you'd like to see on the podcast and let's have a good time. Yo, what is up Candy fam? Welcome to this very special episode. Today I have an amazing friend of mine that I have known for about two years now. She is a fellow rave model, and is honestly a really good friend and is someone that I love. So without further ado, please welcome my good friend, LaWanna, aka Banana 92 Hi, thanks for having me, Renee. What is up, girl? Thank you for being on here. I miss you. Miss you too. (laughs) It's been way too long. Yeah, I want to say it's been about, what, two years, since last night I want to say I saw you at lost lands like in 2019 I think oh wow yeah it has been two years (laughs) yeah which it totally does not seem like because I feel like I see you all the time on my feed and we like talk so I feel like I've actually like haven't seen you for that long but it's been forever yeah (laughs) wow yeah what have you been up
1: to Um, well, not a whole lot, unfortunately, (laughs) because of this past year, but mainly kind of just working, (laughs) doing some Instagram stuff. So that's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, that's awesome. So you have it. Okay. I'm always like glad to hear that people are still working because right now I feel like you never know. Well,
1: so right now, actually, I am unemployed, but I was working. Uh, so I got um, laid off my um, job that I had for around a year because of COVID. And then I worked a short-term temp job for a little bit. And then I'm looking again.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I'm sorry you got laid off. Was that like kind of expected or were they kind of like trying to keep you? Yeah, they were trying to keep me, but
1: it kind of got to a point where it, like the date kept getting pushed back. So I kind of
0: saw it coming. Yeah.
1: So fortunately I was prepared for it.
0: Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad that you like found something else, even if. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like just to fill the time right now, I'm taking coding classes and stuff. So that's been great.
0: Oh, really? Wait. Okay. So were you doing that like beforehand or I don't even know what you do to be oh, honest. I, no. I- <laughs> yeah. So I was an administrative assistant for a
1: clinic for a year and then. um I've been doing kind of just like more office work throughout the years, but I figured kind of coding is a good skill to have right now. I'm learning, um, HTML. So that's been a lot of fun.
0: Oh my God. I imagine that being really difficult and challenging. Is that, or would you say that it's. Th- that's something that's hard, or I imagine it being kind of like exanga or MySpace, where you'd just like copy yeah. out numbers <laughs> for like different colors of your blog or whatever, and just input. Yeah, it. well, it's like learning
1: a language. So I've I've I grew up bilingual, so like learning languages has always been really um, easy for me. So like I mean, it is hard, but it's like I think the classes that I take they really kind of let you um, start from the base. And it's, like, with your own, like, you get to take it with your own pace, too. So it's really great in that way. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Uh, so before we, like, totally get into it and get in depth, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Kind of give us a little inside scoop into who Loana is. Yeah, so... um I started raving in
1: 2014 so I grew up in Japan so my first festival was actually in Tokyo. I went there um, when I went home from college one year and one of my friends from college invited me to go with her. So it was a summer festival and I think it was Zed, Cruella and Norvo was headlining. So that was like my official like first festival experience and then I started going to raves in Seattle. Like, with some college friends after that. Dude. Yeah,
0: so, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You said Cruella, and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard that name in forever. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that,
1: that was definitely, like, an old school lineup, I feel.
0: Yeah, I miss them. Wait, so you grew up in Japan. How long did you live there? I
1: lived there for 19 years, and then I moved to the U.S. for college when I was 19,
0: wait, how old are you now? I'm 27. Oh my God. So that was pretty recent. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I mean, I know that was, that was like more than five years ago. ago, Yeah. Holy crap. Can you tell us a little little bit about what that was like, like living in Japan and then moving here to the U.S.? Because I feel like that would be a crazy culture shock.
1: Well, so I went to international school. So (sighs) it's, kind of hard to explain, but, um, (laughs) actually my school was like for missionary kids. So there were a lot of like, um, American missionary kids, but also like, um, kids that had like parents who were just like there for business and stuff. So it was really international with like people from different cultures and stuff. And my school specifically was, um, like basically American private schools. So we had like regular like AP classes and like, everything like that. So it was kind of just like attending an American school, I guess, overseas.
0: So when you came here, was it, were you just easily like acclimated to it then? Or were you still like, I am not in Japan anymore. This is completely uh, different.
1: I would say it was like half, half. So like I think the biggest culture shock was like how (laughs) um, inconvenient it it is to like get around using public transportation because Japan has like really convenient public transportation. So I think that was the biggest part. But on the most part, it wasn't too hard to like transition here.
0: Oh, that's so good to hear. Um, I heard that Japan actually has one of the lowest crime rates in the world.
1: I could believe that it's really safe. Like I've definitely, I guess that's one thing too. Like in Japan, I like felt safe walking around at night and stuff myself, but I kind of had to like <laughs> stop doing that here because obviously like that's not the safest thing to do.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I read somewhere that little kids like as young as kindergarten, like take public transportation there and yep. that nobody fucks with them or anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. What?
1: Yeah, I guess that's definitely one thing you wouldn't see in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see little kids walking here, like, to school and stuff, but I always feel like I think twice. I'm always like, okay, where's the parents? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Dang. So, uh, wow. Okay. So, how did you get into... um, what did you say your first festival was? I just, like, when you heard Cruella oh. and when you said Cruella and Zai, <laughs> I, like, just got stuck on that.
1: Yeah, so it was a festival called um, Sonic Mania. Okay. So it was in
0: Tokyo. Was there anything like the festivals here?
1: Um. So so that was the only Japanese festival i have been to. So from what I noticed, like, a lot of people weren't wearing, like, wear and stuff, and around that time, like, there wasn't a big like candy culture and stuff, but I think that's, oh, sorry. Shoot. I think that's changed a little bit.
0: It's all good, girl.
1: Let me, sorry. Sorry about that. I just realized I didn't plug in my computer.
0: No, you're good. Okay. Oh yeah. So go back to like telling us about the festival and like yeah Japan and the can like you said there wasn't candy there
1: Yeah, so I think that's changed a lot now from like what I've seen um from like Instagram posts from like EDC Tokyo and stuff I think a lot of people are wearing more like rave wear and they like trade candy and stuff so I think it's changed a lot like in the last seven years
0: or so I think dang has it gotten like more popular over there or do you think it's kind of like died down?
1: I think it's gotten more popular because I might be wrong, but I think when I lived in Japan, we didn't have like EDC Tokyo or or like Ultra and stuff. I think like that's definitely like gone like a lot popular in Japan and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Well, I feel also with um, with like, I don't know. I feel like just dance music has gotten so international for that sure, it's yeah. yeah I feel like everyone is definitely on it especially with I mean I don't know if they're doing any festivals in Japan like like now but I know for sure like Mexico is doing a whole bunch of like American yeah. festivals like Spring Awakening. Right, like yeah
1: I think that's definitely like a new trend that I've seen over this past like couple years.
0: yeah Would that be something that you would, like, be interested in? Like, because I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to Electric Zoo or go to Mexico. I feel like this is such a great deal because it's, like, this whole package that you get for such a great value. Yeah,
1: I think, I mean, once COVID dies down, I think that definitely would be something I'd be interested in trying. Like, I feel like it's definitely going to be, like, a different experience and stuff. So that'll be really cool.
0: Yeah, and I've never been to, like, one of those resorts where it's all in. I'm conclusive and stuff so I was like yeah same here yeah I've heard nothing but good things but yeah when COVID dies down I mean I don't even know when that's gonna be yeah (laughs) I
1: know I feel it well I guess maybe more like once like I'm vaccinated and like a lot of other people are too I guess I'm more along those lines yeah
0: yeah I actually just got my vaccine on Thursday Oh that's awesome. Yeah, so I just got it on Thursday and then my next dose will be in 3 weeks. Yeah. So I mean, that's the other thing too is that we have this vaccine rolling out and even though it's not being administered as fast as we would like, it's mm-hmm. still it's still better than nothing, right? Something For is sure, better than yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that um there's that one festival elements that like I think it's in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia where all you need in order to be able to go is either vaccination status or I think they're going to be doing like rapid testing on site. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've been reading that like a lot of festivals are going to start like kind of asking for proof of vaccination stuff, which I think is great. I think we need that just because I think that kind of gives us like accountability and stuff and I think it will probably help us hopefully get back to festivals and stuff quicker too.
0: I think so. And at first I was like, oh, it's kind of weird, but I feel like it's no different than getting immunizations Yeah. when you're like in kindergarten, when you're a kid and you have to like provide it to the school and stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm hoping by this fall festivals will be back. Yeah, and I think they might I think they actually have a really good chance because EDC um hasn't been canceled yet. And I feel like they're still like rolling out all these new festivals yeah. and events. Yeah, like I think it
1: would be it would be kind of I, I don't know if EDC will happen in May, but I think if they moved it back to October, I feel like it'll definitely there's a better chance that it'll happen.
0: I think yeah, I think it definitely yeah. will, especially with what Technology we have now compared to a year ago, I just don't think that we were like equipped and yeah. had like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the resources. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, come on. Now I feel like we're all we're a year into this. I feel like we all know what to do. We kind of know okay. all the risks. Yeah, yeah. And I think I
1: mean I think by that time, hopefully, like a lot of people like that aren't he- healthcare workers like our age will be vaccinated by then too. So I think that really kind of just. Rises up like the chance of it happening like later summer or like fall.
0: Yeah, I think so, and yeah. I mean even then, with COVID, I feel like there's a possibility that this might just be around forever, kind of like yeah, the flu.
1: unfortunately, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we might have to just get vaccinated once a year or every yeah. two years or whatever yeah. the hell their standard is or recommendation, and maybe. I don't know. With the whole mask wearing thing, I I don't think that's going to go away. I feel like it might be like this for, I don't know, like the next two or three years or even five years. or even- I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like for us that have lived or that are living through this now, I feel like yeah. we might just wear masks all the time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it wasn't too much of a shock for me, like having to wear masks because I think a lot of people in Japan do it anyways, like during allergy seasons and stuff. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I could do this again.
0: <laughs> right. I think with like a lot of Asian countries, it's just been that way. Like, Yeah, I remember, definitely. Yeah. When I was working um, on the Strip, like a lot of our Asian clients would wear masks all the time. And I i mean, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay, they're just super safe. They're traveling, they're foreigners, I get it. But now I just feel like it's so normal. I, I don't know. I haven't like heard anyone complain about masks in a while. Uh, yeah, I think it's more n-
1: normalized now. And I think it's just like, we've been in this long enough, I think also that like people are just getting used to it probably.
0: Right. And I think that in order to just like live through this we just have to adapt and yeah. kind of accept it and I feel like the people that tend to not do well period like in life are people that like can't adapt or have a hard time adapting for sure uh like going through change and kind of like accepting it after after realizing hey it's going to be like this for a while Shit's not yeah. going away yet so yeah yeah I think
1: at the end of the day like it's just a learning experience for like all of us because like none of us has dealt with
0: this before (laughs) right and it's I mean it's whatever if drive-in raves are the future if there's gonna be some like massive drive-in festival which I think is super possible then so be it but if I mean it's god it's just like I can't believe it it's like it's been a year. It's February 28th today, everybody. So I know. It's, been, it's pretty much been a year and it, I feel like it's still unbelievable until I sit down and like talk to people about it. Cause for me, it's so, I mean, I have to deal with this shit at work every day. So yeah. it's kind of Like, I'm like, I kind of forget the reality of it. For sure. How have
1: you been doing with that? Just, I I've been hearing like a lot of healthcare workers are having a hard time just because it's a lot, for you
0: guys to deal with and stuff? it It is. Uh, I think the hardest thing was during wintertime because yeah. wintertime it was like the most prevalent, and you know, more people are inside during wintertime because it's cold, and that's really right.
1: how, yeah.
0: how a, uh, viruses and infections spread because everyone's like together and in an enclosed yeah. space. So that was really difficult because a lot of my coworkers, myself included, like ended up calling out because we had symptoms or some people tested positive. And oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I Before it was like a super big deal to me. I was like super afraid. Now I'm like not afraid. I'm like, if I get it, I get it. I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, be irresponsible or anything like that. For sure. Yeah. But it's been hard. Uh I don't think that we first of all I don't think we get paid enough. Some people may disagree. I agree. No, I agree with you totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's been it's been a wild ride, but we're hanging in there and that's why I started Best Candy Ever (laughs) to kind of like forget and decompress. But yeah, uh I don't know. It's just, it's just so nuts. And I don't know. I just want to, that's why it's so hard to explain, like when you have to deal with it all the time and then you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Thank you for all you guys, like everything that you guys do, like seriously.
0: Thanks, girl. I mean, I know it's like part of like the job. It's just, I didn't expect it to like, turn into this yeah matter.
1: well I think like on my end like getting COVID and having to be in the hospital like that oh, shit, really kind of right. yeah
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> I right I have like
1: so much respect for like what you do and like like you know the amount of work that you guys do
0: yeah uh, okay so if since you brought it up I mean yeah. you don't to answer this because it's so personal but since oh you yeah it up, um what do you mind telling us what that experience was like for you because you're (laughs) you're a young person who who uh had it like back when it was like just the beginning I want to say like last summer. Yeah I
1: think I had it last April. So uh, yeah it was definitely a really scary experience just because like I didn't know what was gonna happen. (laughs) That I think that was like the biggest thing. And when I got I didn't think I had COVID. I stayed home and everything, but, like, we thought it was a stomach bug because I was mostly, like, throwing up and stuff, and (laughs) it was kind of scary because, like, they told us to go to ER after we went to urgent care, and then I got tested positive, and pretty much, like, I was, like, alone in the hospital, so it was a pretty scary experience just because of that. I actually had to be in the ICU for a few days,
0: too, (laughs) so, yeah fuck was it because of like breathing problems like your oxygen Mm. saturation or yeah yeah I think I was on like
1: 10 liters of oxygen at one point so I think that was the point that they took me down to ICU in case I had to be intubated fortunately I didn't I think that would have been like more scarier if I had to like get intubated and stuff
0: was that it's so crazy because now like studies have shown that like basically like avoiding intubation or like mm-hmm. preventing people from being on ventilators is yeah. a, is actually a better outcome. Yeah, that's
1: what I've been hearing too.
0: Yeah, that's what's nuts is that like at first they were like, we're running out of ventilators. Yeah, <laughs> They wanted to just like hook people up like right away. And then now it's like studies are showing that that is actually not good and contributed to a lot of unfortunate outcomes but it's so nuts because now we have like all these medications right yeah so yeah and I think around the time that I got it like there
1: were kind of like certain like test medications and stuff to see what works I think what they gave me really worked but also um just I think I was also extremely
0: lucky thankfully so uh do you remember what medication they gave you I don't <laughs> there's one with uh not hydra uh core I, can- I forget how to say it. Ch- chloroquine or whatever I yeah. think it was like rem it starts with an r and I remdesivir I want to say I could I probably said that incorrectly but-, but I think that was the main one that like recently came out or like came out last year that they were trying yeah. I don't even know if they're still using that one Do you feel like you've had any long-term effects since you've had it since last Mm -hmm.
1: summer? Yeah, definitely. Like I definitely noticed like my, um, (laughs) it's a little harder to breathe for me, I think even now, like I get winded pretty easily. Yeah, Yeah, like I used to play music and stuff too. I played a saxophone and I've noticed like the last time I played, it was definitely a lot harder. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't know you played the
0: saxophone. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I've been playing for like almost 20 years now.
0: Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. I kinda wanna ask you if you could play something for us, but I don't want (laughs) to embarrass
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some other time because I'm definitely out of practice right
0: now. (laughs) Oh, okay, fine. I didn't know that 20 years. Mm -hmm, That's a long yeah,
1: Yeah, I played like through middle school and college and stuff. It's weirdly it's been kind of a big part of my life, like for a big chunk of my life but i haven't played as much recently just because of the pandemic and stuff
0: yeah holy shit so you can read sheet music and stuff <laughs> yeah wow did did were you taking lessons like in school or did you have a private teacher did you like learn while you were going to school um both so i i played in band and
1: i also had a private like teacher and stuff like pretty much since I started
0: oh my god do you (laughs) do you do you play anything specific or do you like make your own songs or do you kind of do both
1: I do both like I um used to play a lot of jazz um growing up but um in college I mostly played classical but I also just like play like fun shit all the time like I was playing um some stuff by seven lions a few times like just when I like just for fun
0: (laughs) oh my god okay you have to play something for us next time or send me yeah (laughs) by seven lions can you tell us what song um I think the last song
1: that I taught how to taught myself how to play was like first time
0: on the saxophone that Mm -hmm. is insane (laughs) oh my god Okay, yeah, you have to send us a video. Oh, I love hearing when other people play instruments or make music or yeah. kind of surprise me with a hidden talent because I'm always like, what? Like, I'm so used to just seeing <laughs> you post like rave or festival stuff. Yeah, I
1: definitely don't post about that a whole lot. I think I've, I posted a few times. I love Grizz just because, you know, he plays the saxophone. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I can relate to this music. <laughs> but I made a um, purler once. It was a Grizz purler with his logo, but I put a little saxophone at the end and I <laughs> like wore it around like whenever I went to his shows and stuff for like a few years.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, so like beforehand, were you playing every day?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, so I have like Asian parents, so I know it's kind of like stereotypical, but my parents made me practice every day. (laughs) Nope. I know what that feels like. Yeah. so Yeah. I definitely used to practice like every day, even in college. I don't know. I don't think I practiced every day in college, but I did practice like a few times a week and stuff.
0: Oh, that's awesome that you actually kept up with it. Yeah. um,
1: I actually got a music scholarship, so I had to keep up with
0: it. What? No way. Wait, so do you have, did you like go to school for music or?
1: I didn't specifically go for music, but I, um, because of my scholarship, like, um, rules and stuff, I had to be in band all four years. and I had to take lessons all four years. So, and I mean, you know, I loved it. Like, it was great. I I actually was a music minor when I started out, but I realized that I didn't want to play music like as a job. So I switched to um, being a sociology minor.
0: Oh, awesome. I actually had sociology as a minor in college oh, nice. too. And then I totally dropped it.
1: Oh. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just taking the extra classes when you have a minor can add so much work to the work that you have already when you're full time. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So do you mind if I ask you what you like ended up like having your major in? Yeah. So I majored in
1: psychology and I minored in sociology.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I'm hoping to go back to school, like for graduate school at some point, hopefully in the next few years. Because I really do love, like, I love what I studied and I want to keep up with it.
0: That's cool. Do you want to, like, work in the field of psychology or be a psychologist Mm -hmm. or do studies? Well, eventually,
1: I want to be, yeah, I want to do studies and research. I did that through college and it was something I really enjoyed.
0: Oh, can you tell us a little bit about, like, some of the studies that you've done? Yes. (laughs) Oh my god yes um so
1: my senior capstone i did a study and basically um comparing um, american and japanese college students and just um like it was kind of just like comparing like cultural differences with how they relate to family and like their independence and stuff so that was a study i really enjoyed doing and um i worked with a japanese professor that was at my college. So a lot of my studies were kind of based on like cultural like issues and education. So that was something I really enjoyed.
0: Wow. So did you have to like have one, like in terms of like that study with, mm-hmm. you said like Japanese parenting? Did um, you you Japanese
1: practicing? college students and just like how they relate with family.
0: Okay, what were your findings with that?
1: Um, oh boy, this, it's, this was years ago, so I don't exactly remember, like, specifics, but I think on the most part, I think, like, Japanese college students were more, like, cohesive with um, their families and just kind of had a little more hard time, I guess, like, branching out and being an um compared to, like, American students, because I think, I think the U.S. really kind of just highlights a lot of, like, individuality and, like, I'm, like, sorry, I'm like trying to look for words, but, like, um, individuality and um, doing things on your own versus, I think, like, a lot of Asian countries, including Japan, really emphasizes, like, cohesiveness. So I think that was kind of, like, the biggest um, finding that I had in that study.
0: I can I can totally see that happening. I say that only because I feel like Asian cultures are just so tightly knit. Mm-hmm, yeah, and family is like a
1: big part of life in general.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't really realize how how tightly knit it is until right. they like have some Asian friend who still lives at home with their parents at like 30 years old or mm-hmm. like that. Like I didn't move out till I was like, I want to say like 28, 20, yeah. yeah, 27, 28, super, super late. And I, I feel like in America, it's like kind of weird because there's this expectation where for sure. you're 18 and you get the hell out of the house and you're independent yeah. and you pay for all your stuff. But that's just not how it is. Like, for example, in the Philippines, uh, like you don't leave until you get married. Wow.
1: Yeah, I think that's like definitely I I feel like at one point in Japan, it was like that too. But I think it's also like changing a lot. But um, so I'm actually half Indian too. And I know in India, like definitely there's a big tie with family. And like, I know like I have like a lot of extended family and stuff, but they're really close.
0: So would you say that it's like in India, it's pretty much like the same, the same thing where they, it's hard for students to, to be independent versus their like American counterparts.
1: I'm actually not completely sure. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with like how things are in India, but just because I didn't like, I've only been there like three times. I didn't really grow up there that much. You've been there three times though that's awesome, <laughs> yeah, I mean you know because I have family, so I've gone like just to see like my grandma and stuff
0: oh wow what part what part of india did you do you um or have you visited um so southern part
1: so my um my dad's family is like from an area called Andhra Pradesh, so um I've been to like several cities um such as like Hyderabad, which I think is a big one um I don't know how to pronounce like the city that my grandparents are from, but I've been there. Yeah.
0: Wow. What is it like in India?
1: There's a lot of people.
0: (laughs) Right. I think they're like the second most populated country on earth, right? Besides China.
1: It's really funny saying this, like being from like Tokyo and stuff, because Tokyo is so densely populated, but I was even like shocked when I went to India and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people.
0: (laughs) that's nuts is is it anything like uh america or japan like in terms of like the weather or like the city life
1: well so i've only been there like when it's not as hot like i think i went once in december and then the last time i went was like in march but it was still pretty hot when i went (laughs) from what i remember
0: yeah i've heard some parts of india are like like super hot very tropical then I've heard other parts are actually like really cold I think like more in the north I could be wrong yeah
1: probably like in the mountains and stuff I would think yeah Yeah, no where my grandparents are from it's pretty it's like in the southern part of India so it gets pretty hot there I think
0: oh wow so do you understand or speak any Indian too no (laughs) no okay my dad grew
1: up speaking English. So he, I mean, he can understand a little bit, but I, because he grew up speaking English, I did too.
0: Okay. Oh, oh that's nuts. That's so cool. I, for the longest time, I thought you were like only Japanese. So when you said <laughs> that I was like, what? what yeah. No, I'm definitely half. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess
1: I have like some East Asian features, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you told me you were, like, Pacific Islander, honestly, if you told me you were any type of Asian, I would have believed you, so when you said Indian, I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, that's Asian too, obviously, but that's so cool, wow, Um, yeah, I feel like... I definitely want to go to India. I feel like that would be such a cool experience. I think so. I, I know there's a lot of music festivals that are like like big music
1: festivals that are popping up in India too. So I definitely think it would be cool to like check out one of
0: those. Yeah. Is it expensive to go there? I imagine it being actually. Expensive. Don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I just like never had because I always wanted my parents growing up. So like I didn't have to worry about it too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Man. So can you tell us a little about how you started modeling for Related Couture? Um, uh, Because I did want to mention that I met you at the Related Couture Rebel meetup. And that was like our first interaction ever.
1: Yeah. So I think it was for the Glam Warrior collection, right? The first time we met up. I think the photo shoot shoot that we did at like Magic Mountains
0: or whatever was called
1: Was that the first time we met? That's what I thought. Maybe it wasn't.
0: (laughs) Honestly, that year has kind of like become a blur. It might have been. Oh, you know, I think you're right. Oh my God. That was that feels even longer.
1: I know. Well, that was like 2018. That was a fun photo shoot.
0: (laughs) I know. I miss having photo shoots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I think so I modeled for Rolita once before that. Um, I think it was also it might have been 2018. Yeah, it was 2018, but it was at Base Canyon. So that was my first time modeling um, for Rolita. And I had a lot of fun. So actually my Instagram before like I kind of started like focusing on rave stuff, it was just mainly my personal. And I just like randomly started posting like rave pictures and stuff and my candy and just random
0: like <laughs> ravers started following me. So I was like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So were you even expecting anything out of it? No, <laughs> I just, it was really random. Like, and I guess it just kind of naturally like
1: transitioned into just having my rave stuff. And it's really funny because I, I love it like there's still like people from high school like I'm just like wow like you probably didn't expect to see all of this but thank you I for I guess still following me and stuff
0: oh dude I know how that feels because by Instagram I've had it forever and I've yeah. had some people from like college following me like old coworkers. and when I first started posting like rave photos and stuff I was like Well, they don't know what they're in for. I hope this is okay. (laughs) Yeah. I remember definitely getting some like unfollows, which is totally fine because Mm -hmm. I'm sure they didn't expect to see my ass or, you know, (laughs) all this cleavage or whatever on their feed. But, um, oh, that's awesome. That's so so great. Because I feel like a lot of people now go into uh, like modeling or doing something in the rave scene on social media, like kind of expecting something. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, I don't really know a lot of people that kind of just started doing it and didn't expect anything, like in your case. So I think that's such like an awesome surprise.
1: Yeah, I really, it's great just kind of like getting started like that because I I mean, like I I want to grow my Instagram, but also I don't have like any specific expectations from it, I guess. (laughs) So I'm just kind of like... I think for a little bit, I got, I was like kind of getting down with the pressure, but I think it was this past year. I was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to post what I enjoy, like just make content that I want to, and I'm not going to really like deal with the pressure.
0: (laughs) Yes. I feel like you've done a lot on Instagram. Like I I see you posting all these like beautiful makeup looks. You're really put together, rave outfits. Yeah, and I'm always like, wow, she is killing it. She's so motivated. For me, I feel like I'm not motivated to take any photos whatsoever. Videos and podcasting, like I'm all in, but for some reason I'm just not motivated to take as many photos anymore.
1: Yeah, it's definitely kind of nice just like not being on a schedule and stuff for us. I just do it whenever I feel like it basically And I've been kind of like dabbling in TikTok too. And oh my God, I love your TikToks, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. you are always so creative.
0: (laughs) Honestly, it's just me being a dork. A lot of it is super like improvised. Yeah, but it's like your personality in it. And I love that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You know, TikTok, I think is, when it first came out, I was like, yes, I love TikTok because it's this, really great media where it's all video and people kind of get to know you but then all those trends there's so many trends and I know (laughs) it it just editing and creating them can take so long sometimes and oh yeah yeah the dancing is that's cool that's cool too but it's just not my style me too yeah yeah and it's just I mean I love TikTok it's just a lot of it is not for me so I kind of take my own spin on it, and yeah. do whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like just any social media <laughs> like platform. That's kind of what you have to do, basically.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's super challenging because I feel like, especially now, we'll spend all this time on social media and get depressed, and like you said, feel the pressure and have yeah. feel the feel the need to have to post something every single day or post yeah. everything that we're doing. And sometimes you just don't want to wear makeup, you don't want to dress up, you don't want to take photos, you don't want to edit this damn TikTok for hours on end. So it's been, I don't know, I feel like it's just, I feel like a lot of that is time management, but when I see you Mm -hmm. posting all these photos like every day, I'm just like, how does she do it? oh girl, I don't post every day. Well, you know, TikTok or not TikTok, Instagram is, it's not like chronological order. Yeah, that's true. I feed all the time.
1: Yeah. I think now maybe I do it like once a week, if not like once every few weeks, just because I, I think for me personally, that's been kind of a good pace. I'm not pressured into like making content or like, kind of just like doing something random that I don't like too much and just like sticking that in there <laughs> right yeah no, I agree yeah and actually so I when I first started raving like the only makeup that i wear was like eyeliner and mascara but like I feel like my like platform's been like a good motivator for me to like learn how to wear makeup so like I've been like teaching myself how to like contour and like for eyeshadow and stuff and it's been fun like I, I love teaching myself stuff and like learning how to do things so
0: yeah and no your looks are completely fire because I've seen I th- my favorite one I think was like this winter like frozen Elsa looking one and I was like this is so cute.
1: Oh yeah <laughs> we had the snow day we had a snow day like a couple of weeks ago so I was like I need to do a snow look.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, you're so awesome. Like I, f- I feel like if it snowed here, I wouldn't think that. I would just want to stay inside and not take advantage of whatever was happening around. I mean, around at the time, there wasn't much to do <laughs> because it's like pretty much everyone was stuck. And
1: Seattle, we don't get snow often, so pretty much if it snows like several inches, like everything shuts down. So oh, wow, uh, yeah, we get snow maybe once a year are I know like a lot of people were like snowed in when it happened. I wasn't fortunately, so like we could still go to a grocery store to get stuff, but yeah, we just like not used to snow here at all, even though it happens every
0: year. (laughs) Right, right. Dude, did you hear about what happened in Texas? Well I'm sure you did. It was all, Uh, all over.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm glad like every I have a few friends in Texas. I'm glad like everyone I know is safe, but it's definitely unfortunate like what happened and stuff.
0: Yeah. I feel so bad just because they're not, well, they're just not like equipped to handle that. And I don't, I think this, uh, no, you're good. I think this storm was, I think like the last one that had happened was like, I want to say like 19, like twenties, maybe a little before then. They're just not, they're just like not equipped to handle snow. Like people in the Midwest or the Northeast or wherever the hell they have snow normally. So I think that was super uh, like unexpected, but also I'm just like, are you serious? Like people already are so down with like the pandemic and everything happening. Plus you add like a snowstorm to it. It's just
1: just crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully um, there aren't any, Other unexpected, crazy weather events. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, at one point, I I think they had like a boil your water order. Like you're basically like where you have to boil your water before drinking it. Because I want to say something about like the infrastructure of their piping.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Something about like the water not being able to be clean properly so it wasn't yeah. like safe for human consumption so they had like a boil boil your water order I'm, I think I'm saying that wrong but basically that's what they had to I know do. what you're saying yeah but that's crazy though <laughs> wow yeah so I just felt super yeah. bad and um I don't know I it's just so wild when you hear about all these other things and I mean we live on the west coast so I don't think We'll have to deal with anything like that.
1: I think Seattle's on a fault line. So <laughs> there's been like rumors of a big earthquake happening at some point. So, And, you know, we have Mount Rainier. So that's, I think, a dormant um, volcano. So there's oh. a possibility that would erupt, I think, in the future at some point.
0: <laughs> Maybe not in our lifetime. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah oh that's so nuts I yeah hopefully nothing wild happens but I don't know I feel like these past two years have been like surprise on surprise on surprise with everything so
1: it's been like being in a game with Jumanji like honestly
0: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like freaking like murder hornets and then <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like at this point it might be, well, who knows? I feel like with everything that's going on, I'm sure that animals have been affected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their ecosystems and all that stuff. But uh, sorry, you brought up Jumanji and I like love that movie. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I think, didn't they remake it? I think they did like a space version of it
1: a space version yeah like i never watched it because i didn't have much expectations about it but like
0: yeah right because it's like the i mean yeah nothing's gonna beat the original hey renee sorry do you mind if i pause for one second no go ahead go ahead my eyelash is like falling off
1: oh yeah yeah go for it (laughs) okay i'll be back in a second
0: by the way i absolutely love your necklace.
1: Thank you. It's part of the shirt, act- actually.
0: It's part of the what?
1: The shirt. It's with Rolita. Like, it's like clipped in. Oh, I thought it was actually uh, like one of her necklaces. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think you can remove it actually, but it's like clipped into the shirt.
0: Oh, I love it. I love that she's doing so many different things now, too. Like, yeah. All the yeah, like I,
1: I've gone like somewhere like her home decor stuff and like the jewelry. And I really just kind of love like the directions she's going with all, all of that.
0: Yeah. I think that it's so cool because she's definitely adapting to mm-hmm. like what's going on besides just making yeah. like brave stuff. I feel like that is just a super smart idea. And I think a lot of people are super open to it as well. For sure. Yeah. That's a great thing too about everything. I feel like everything everyone's just being really creative Mm -hmm, in terms of ideas and what they're like where they're taking their uh like I wanna say like their business. Like it's I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of well, some people aren't doing so well. A lot of people are actually like uh thriving and yeah kind of letting themselves uh, just do what they want because now I feel like now is like the time there aren't really too many expectations since we are so limited with what right. we can do yeah
1: yeah there's been a lot of like cool like I, th- I feel like a lot of companies are kind of like adjusting to what's happening and stuff so I know like there's a lot of like companies that are like making workout wear and like street wear and stuff and I, I think that's really awesome
0: yeah or even Freedom Ravewear I know that they have like Tapestries Yeah yeah. yeah I feel like people I don't know I feel like people are just like okay well If we can't sell this Well what else can we do And I think that's the really cool thing about uh, Like hard times I feel like Hard times kind of call for These Like new ideas and Like how to be innovative For sure yeah yeah. Uh, by the way, I wanted to ask you, how do you stay motivated? Because I feel like, yeah, like you say, you don't post a lot, but I know you create all these different looks. And I feel like that's something that requires a lot of motivation and like a push.
1: For sure. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I feel like just kind of planning around an idea or like theme has really been like a cool way to like keep myself like interested and motivated. So like with the snow look, even though I technically wasn't like planning for that ahead of time, because I didn't know that it was going to snow that much. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I'm going to save it, save this look for if it snows or like if I go somewhere with snow. So I feel like just, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, because I'm doing this for fun. I think it's something that I try to just do when I have time just so like, I don't have like expectations for myself to be like, Oh, I have to like do X, Y, and Z by this time. And I have to like rush this. Like, I think just like being able to do it whenever I want to just just kind of gives me to have fun with it.
0: Right. I feel like once it becomes not necessarily a job, but I feel like once you have to, I don't know, I guess when you don't want to do it on your own time or you have to do it for somebody else, I feel like that's when it kind of becomes uh, like tedious and almost Mm -hmm. it almost builds the pressure on yourself. Like for example, if you're promoting a certain brand and you need to have like a video out, you need to have a photo out by the end of the month or you need to have a story post or whatever. I feel like sometimes the added pressure can totally like unmotivate you or make you feel like for oh sure. this isn't fun anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I used to promote for um festivals and shows in Seattle and I liked doing it, but I felt like after a while just kind of like posting regularly and having to do that just got really like inorganic and stuff, like it didn't feel natural. So, I think it's just kind of being able to, like, post stuff whenever I want to and, like, however I want to, it, it really kind of just makes it fun. And I think that's kind of, like, the biggest motivator for me. It's just, like, doing it for myself and not because, like, I have to.
0: Right. Were you getting compensated for that or...? um? So usually we got, like, um, shows
1: and stuff comps. So that was, like, kind of a great way to be able to go to shows and stuff without having to like spend a lot of money.
0: That's good. At least you got something in return. I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like in terms of influencer marketing or like getting paid to to post, I feel like that's something that isn't really talked about. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why it makes, it can make, being an influencer quote-unquote kind of not fun anymore because yeah some- and I mean hopefully we can see like
1: change towards that I think in the community because it is ultimately it is work like you're advertising for a company and I feel like outside of the rave community like a lot of people do get paid for the work that they do because you're putting in work effort and I, I, I think for small businesses I do understand like if they can like pay money that i th- i f- I, th- I think for me personally if i'm working with small businesses i'm a lot more understanding but i feel like a lot of bigger businesses definitely need to step up with that
0: i agree and in this group chat that i mean we were talking about that because i feel like a lot of a lot of influencers they they don't just dis- disclose it like they don't really talk about it so yeah. we a lot of us don't really have a standard for how much we should get paid for a post or a video or if you should just um accept the products and take that as payment. Right. Yeah and, and the thing is like outside the Rave community, like for actual like influencer marketing, like the they have some uh rates online and stuff like that, but for sure. I feel like that's the other thing too. Um, cause before when I've like just started out, um, like rave modeling, whatever, like I would, I would say yes to everybody and just yeah. promote whatever the fuck, because I was like, yeah, like let's help each other out, blah, blah, blah. But then like after a while, it's like, you have to choose what brands you want to promote, like who you yeah. want to, um, like work with because I feel like sorry no, I have animals too so yeah I wanted to join and talk about promoting stuff uh, after a while like like sometimes you just want to say no or sometimes you have to like do all these posts and videos and I yeah. feel like there should be some uh compensation because there's a lot of work that goes into uh getting ready posting mm-hmm. um, yeah it's, ready. and you know like
1: I do you understand with that then like the quality of it needs to be higher but I think that's a great way to like kind of encourage people to like try new things and like look into how they could like learn and make their quality like their content better but I think ultimately like bigger companies need to understand that this is it is work and you are taking the time and effort to like produce the, this content so I think hopefully if we can see like a move towards like influencers getting paid and stuff
0: yeah and I feel like that's some like it's like taboo like people don't really want to talk about it and I'm just like why though because what if what if one person is getting paid and then the other person isn't because they had no idea that you could get paid for it or I mean, if some some people are just happy with receiving products, like that's okay too. But I think in the end it is work and that's what some influencers get paid to do. And um, I don't know, like when brands reach out, like now, like I have to really think about it because, um, you know, besides working full time, like I'm working on the podcast, like on my days off and I feel like away from like my time, which I think is super valuable. And unless I really want to, to work with you, like, because, um, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever, I feel like there should be compensation involved. And I don't really think that people understand that in the end, it is a a business despite wanting Mm -hmm. to help out, um, small brands. Of course we want to help small brands, but it's just, um, A matter of how much can you afford or what like how much do you want to work with the brand or i don't know it's like this whole thing
1: yeah and i mean like right now especially i do understand a lot of companies are like struggling but i feel like as we start like transitioning back to like going to festivals and stuff hopefully like we see a change in that area too
0: right and it see the thing for me is after a while when it starts to feel like, not necessarily a burden, but it's like, oh, like I have to post this because I agreed to, to promote or work for them. Yeah. And and then you don't want to like post, you can't post your own stuff. I feel like after a while it becomes like tedious. And it's like, we were talking about earlier, all that pressure yep. on yourself yeah. and then it doesn't become fun anymore. And uh, I mean, I haven't been working with any brands lately, really, but I feel like that's one of the reasons why social media has become a little bit more fun for me because I post whatever the hell I want. I post like stuff yeah. on my podcast. Yeah, and I
1: think that's what makes it like the best. <laughs> I think for my mental health too, it's like when I get to, like post stuff that I'm like really proud of and not just like something that I rushed because I had to.
0: Right. And it's so, I don't know. I feel like people can see when you are passionate about mm-hmm. something. And I feel like people can tell when you're posting just because you have to meet a quota or yeah. a deadline versus yeah. posting because you you want to and you want to share like that personal experience with everyone. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I 100% agree with you
0: on that. Yeah, and I mean it's different if you want to if this is just like a hobby, if someone just wants to get big because it's a like just something fun on the side but I feel like if it's something super serious and you have to think about like the business aspect of it like what you want to do with your platform because I feel like in the end that's how that's like the way of promotions now is like marketing through micro influencers Mm -hmm. to big influencers and I don't think a lot of people really are thinking about that yeah yeah so I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do it for yourself and and I guess just have fun with it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you might hate uh, you might hate posting all the time and feel all that pressure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, like it's really important. Like evaluate like who you're doing it for and why you're doing what you're doing. Just because then I feel like. I mean, when I did that, it gave me kind of like more purpose for like what I want to post and how I want to post it. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Are you promoting or are you an ambassador for like a ton of brands at the moment? I am for a few. I haven't been
1: promoting stuff as much during the pandemic just because, you know, festivals aren't happening. But, um, you know, like when a few companies are having like sales and stuff, I try to like post or like whenever I make posts, I usually try to like post outfits and like clothes that for brands I work for and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's been kind of a good way to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm wearing this and this is a brand that I like enjoy wearing and promoting for. So.
0: Right, right. See, that's the thing too, is I used to promote for so many brands and then some of the brands kind of died off. Like I do, I have, yeah. yeah, like I have no idea what happened to them. Like For example, there's this company uh, like Ray Vero. Uh, I don't know what happened, like lost all the communication or... Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's a sad thing too about small businesses is that yeah. you just don't know where they're gonna end up. So I do like helping small businesses out it's just like work-wise do you see where like it kind of fell short like they just kind of like fell off the face of the earth and then it's like okay so we're no longer working together um but I mean I'm sure not all brands are like that and they'll just they won't ghost you but if you're looking at it from like a business perspective it's like where's the professionalism
1: For sure, yeah. And I think that's why, like, it's important to kind of just, like, pick and choose, like, the brands that you enjoy, like, working with or, like, enjoy wearing and stuff. Because then I I feel like it adds more to, like, what you post and stuff, too. And, like, I feel like, you know, for example, I love posting my outfits in Relita because I believe in Relita Couture as a brand, and I love that brand, so... (laughs)
0: Yes. See, I feel like that's, that's different. Cause if it's a brand that you love and you're passionate about, everyone's going to see it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But if it's just some like random brand that hit you up, like for example, uh, I don't know if it was like some random uh, makeup brand that doesn't align with your values or anything, then I feel like then it's, then it becomes kind of like a chore if you agree Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how do you feel about that how do you feel about like getting paid do you think that is something that is like necessary or do you think it's like oh if you're getting free product
1: I think definitely the free pop product is something to like consider into it because that is a form of payment but also I think sometimes like with the expectations that some brands have like they need to like factor in like the like the amount of time it takes to like prepare for prepare to make content and like some brands are like oh we want picture and video and like some other stuff like that takes a lot of time so I think I think definitely I I don't know how it would would happen but there kind of needs to be some sort of like sets maybe standard for how like that should happen
0: I guess (laughs) yeah no I was looking up online and this girl recommended that you take the amount of followers that you have, you multiply that by one cent and uh, that would equal like one story post. So um, for example, I think I have like, let's see, 11.5 followers, right? So um, let's just round it. So um, 11,500 times, Point zero one, so that would be 115 dollars per post is what i is like a formula that i found online i feel like that's a it, pretty
1: good way to go about it yeah
0: yeah there was something like that but then it was they were also saying like engagement rate should be taken right. into account which i think yeah. is more important now for, for sure. sure yeah um like there's all these different things that i feel like people don't really talk about so then as like influencers, rave influencers, whatever, we just don't know. And we're like in the dark. And some of us think that free product is the payment, but like my theory is, but we need the product to create the Mm content that you're requesting. So is it really a form of payment? And what if you don't like the product? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could see it
1: maybe being part of it, but I feel like it's kind of a cop-out to just be like, oh, like just the product is like payment but I also want you to make like five different types of like content from this it's just I feel like that doesn't make sense
0: <laughs> right or I feel I f- it makes me feel like we're kind of being taken advantage of because in the yeah. end it's a lot of free marketing and uh, they like if they find out you do have a good engagement rate then they're going to know that that post or that story or that TikTok is going to reach hundreds or even thousands mm-hmm. of people yeah, and depending on what the product is or where they get the product from, you don't know if they're getting that product for super, super cheap. Right, yeah. Like if manufacturing only costs less than a dollar or whatever the fuck, then then it's like, okay, then where are the, like, how is it fair to the influencer like creating all that work? I I don't know. It's just like this whole thing and it made me really think twice about um saying yes or like working for free and yeah. uh I don't know I it just made me realize like my time now is so valuable and I don't have that much free time yeah anyways. yeah
1: it totally is yeah yeah and I think it definitely has been especially over this past year it's been a learning experience just kind of trying to navigate through that and stuff
0: yeah I mean we'll we'll see what what happens from from yeah. there Yeah. Yeah. um, So, okay. Uh, I wanted to change gears because we do have a submission for Raver Advice. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So for those that don't know yet, Raver Advice is where anyone can submit a question or a concern or dilemma that they're having and um, we'll basically answer it and give our best advice. So it can be about anything. And uh, I mean, I really like it because it's usually advice or it's it's questions from ravers. And as ravers, we can give our feedback as well, which sure, I think is yeah. super cool. So yeah. anyways, uh, this person who decided to remain anonymous asks, I want to go to Electric Forest this year. I don't know if I should camp or get a hotel. Is there any benefits <laughs> from doing either one? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you answer this one first, Solana. Alana. Uh, well, so the year I went, it was super
1: hot and humid. And, you know, I'm not used to humidity. So it definitely, I, there were points where I was miserable. So I think if it's if the weather isn't as extreme, I think camping would be amazing. But I could see also the plus side and stay at an airbnb or something because then you can shower and you don't have to pay ten dollars per per shower yeah and i think me personally i (laughs) i i need to shower like every day (laughs) so (laughs) i think that was the biggest thing that was rough for me was like just not being able to do that and i think um One thing that I'm going to do differently um, when I go, because I do have a ticket for the next electric Forest is I'm going to have my hair braided already because then I'm not going to have to worry about that mess.
0: (laughs) I think that's a smart, smart call. Yeah. For forest. I I've never camped. I always stay at either a hotel or Airbnb and for well, here let's put it this way. I have two friends that literally left the campsite. They were camping. They literally left. One went to a gym. Another one went and booked a hotel just because it was so hot. And one of them just wanted to shower yeah. and not have to wait in line and eat, like basically share this little pr- private area. And I heard that it was just so hot one day. Like I had a friend Mm -hmm. who like woke up at 8 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. So that wasn't a good combination with like going to the festival all night. But I mean, honestly, it just depends on you. If you're, if you don't, if you don't need like the running water, if you can sleep, you know, with all, with with this loud environment and uh, not have to, basically if you if you can if you can camp on your own and you're totally okay with it and you're okay with it being hot in the morning, then I say, go camp. But me personally, I like to I like air conditioning. I like the private yep. bathroom. I am just such a well, I'm a private person, a, but b, I also like to uh, like have my own space after the festival where yep. I'm not really around that many people anymore because I need time to like collect myself and for sure yeah yeah and I think for me personally that's definitely changed
1: more as I've gotten older like I like being comfortable now (laughs) I feel like when I was like 22 like I could just like sleep in a ditch and I'd be fine
0: (laughs) right and that's the thing I I was so against camping before now, I, I think I am a little bit more open to camping, especially, oh, that's the other thing. If you're doing an RV, then that's a completely different story because then you have that privacy, you have the air conditioning, you have, uh, you know, the private space. Yeah. Uh, like RV camping, I think I would definitely do before I was so against it. If you're doing RV camping for a forest, I think that it's a great option because you're still within the festival. You kind of get the camping feel, but you have like your own private space yeah Um, I agree
1: with you on that
0: yeah but in terms of like that's the thing too you have to take into account driving driving Mm -hmm. from the festival and and when we when we drove um, there was this parking lot where you could only park till 5 a.m so we actually had to park in the festival so that we could leave whenever we wanted so that's like another factor
1: Yeah, I think definitely if you want the full like festival experience at Forest, then definitely camp. But I think the biggest things to keep in mind is that showers are pretty expensive. If you do want to shower during the festival, there's a lot of people (laughs) at all times. That's one thing like people aren't going to always be quiet at night. So if you want to sleep, that might not be the best option.
0: Yeah, so honestly, it's all dependent on you as a person. But for me personally, I would either do Airbnb hotel or an RV.
1: Yeah, I think next time I go, I definitely want to stay at an Airbnb. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. So, oh, all right. Before you go, I need to see that candy. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Well, so I...
1: I'll show you one that I got that I really enjoyed and then one that I made that I decided to keep. Let me see. So this purler, actually, I got it um, in a plur, plur package. I but love yeah, it. I love Moana, so she like included in my plur package, and I really love the purler. Who gave this to you? I actually, shoot, I don't remember her name, but I, um, so in the Seattle scene, there was actually a Facebook group that was really popular for a few years. It's called Paradiso Candy Kids. Yeah. And like people like from out of state were in there, like people from like different parts of the U.S. were there. And like, we, it was a fun group because like everyone would post their candy creations all the time on there. Or like people like, like people that have never met before, they would be like, oh, like let's meet up at this festival and trade candy. So I think I met the girl on there and we decided like um, exchange clear packages. So yeah, it was really kind of a cool way to like connect with someone like that I've never met before.
0: I love it. Can you describe it to our uh, to our peeps that are just listening? Yeah,
1: um, well, so Paradiso is a festival that, It doesn't exist anymore unfortunately (laughs) but it was a big festival um in the pacific northwest and i don't think the candy scene is as big as as it used to be here anymore but like the seattle scene was really big like candy and stuff so there was this facebook group that basically kind of sprung up from like paradiso and people would just like post about like the festivals that they go to and if anybody wanted to trade candy there, if there was like a specific piece that they made that they were really like proud of, they like posted in the Facebook group too. So it was like a really cool way to like connect with people.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh I, I just love that like the candy kid community and I think that's so great that there's different uh like scenes and different yeah. stuff too. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and actually, so here's another one. I used to make a lot of cuffs, but oh my gosh, I think this is for Paradiso 2017. I basically made like 20 or like so Disney themed cuffs, so they would be like basically themed after like different characters. This is um, actually themed after Moana.
0: Can you, um, can you describe this one for us for people that are? So it has, it's brown and red just
1: because like, I felt like that was kind of her color scheme, like in the movie, but also I have like little um, hibiscus flowers and like turtles, turtles on there. So kind of adds like the more like Islander vibe on it. So that was, yeah, that actually, I was really proud of this. So I decided to keep it, but the rest of my cuffs I made for like <laughs> this parody. So like they all got traded out and actually so if you look at my Instagram highlights I think I posted a few um so yeah if you want to like see the rest of the candy that I made candy cuffs I made there like it's in my Instagram highlights
0: I'm gonna have to check that out I didn't know that you could make cuffs I yeah I used to make
1: a lot like actually I have another one I put a little dragon on it
0: (laughs) oh my god That is so, I love it. I love the colors. <laughs> Wait, hold it back, put it back oh, up. Yes.
1: So it's like oh. purple and green and it has a that little so cute. like dragon on it.
0: I love that. See, that's why I love doing this show. It's because I, well, A, people get to show off their super cute candies, but B, yes. I, like people kind of reveal that like they're super crafty, they can make cuffs and I'm just like... Like I I would have never known. I would have never known. Yeah.
1: No, unfortunately, Uh, just because it takes so much time and money, I haven't been able to make as much as I used to, but like I used to make a lot of cuffs. (laughs) So you're a candy kid. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately now I'm not as much as I used to be, but like, yeah, I definitely was like a more of a candy kid at one point.
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that. I that's so funny that you made that cup and like we're like, I'm gonna keep it now. Yeah, I've I've done that with a couple of things. Like I feel like majority of the things I make, like I
1: trade them out, but there's been a couple that I made. I was just like, I like this a lot.
0: <laughs> Girl, I have a couple of those as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well actually, so I made a curler for resolution. Uh and I um wow, sorry. <laughs> So, like, I got, like, DJs that were at, like, resolution to sign it. So, I think I have, like, Ghastly on there, Destructo, like, can't remember who else. Oh, and, oh shoot. I can't remember what his name was. Um,
0: But, Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wait, hold it back up. That thing is ginormous. Yeah, it's huge. (laughs) Did you need, I mean, do they even make perler boards like that big? Or do you have to like combine like two small ones? Because that thing is like, it looks like the size of your arm. Yeah, I had to combine a few of them. Wow, that is so creative. I Wow, that thing is, I think that's like the longest one that I've seen. So (laughs) I'm like, that's so cool that like all those DJs got to sign it.
1: Yeah, no, it was really fun because um at least um the festivals that happened like here, like they had a lot of DJ meeting greets and stuff during the festival. So like it was kind of a cool way to like take my pearl and be like, hey, like can I sign <laughs> can, you, can I get the sign? And I love it. That's super
0: that's super creative.
1: Yeah. It was it's a fun time. I also oh man, this is like years ago. I made one for Timmy Trumpet back in like 2015 2016 and I got a sign I don't know where it is right now it's somewhere in my house but I gave him one, one too. and like he got so excited
0: <laughs> oh that's so cool that's funny um my friend Brianna or Blissful Owl she had oh. one too and she it, like it said his name on it and um like it had a little trumpet on it yeah I, I, I think that's like one that I made too yeah Oh, that is cool. See, so yeah. that's the other thing too, is like you can get all these like your favorite artists to like sign it or you can just give it to them. And yeah. it's just super special.
1: Yeah. Actually it was really cool how that happened. I had a friend um who was he worked at Foundation Nightclub when it was a thing in Seattle. <laughs> Unfortunately it's not anymore because of some stuff that happened, but um but, um, he used to like work at foundation, and I helped him with a psychology paper. So he was like, "Oh, like, you know, if you want to see an artist, like I can get you in and maybe like I could try to see if I could get me and greet with that artist. And I was like, "Oh, this is cool.
0: <laughs> Hell, yeah, Oh, that is awesome. See, I feel like you just never know where the candy's gonna take you. Yeah. Oh, that was, oh, I miss raving. I do too no <laughs> oh, well I don't know fingers crossed we'll see yeah but yeah. uh Loana go ahead and drop your plugs and where everyone can find you yeah so my Instagram name is Loana banana 82 so um oh my god is it 82 I think I said yeah. 92 <laughs> Luana yeah banana 82 everybody yeah thanks for having me I've really enjoyed like just talking to you <laughs> yeah wait and okay so are you are you on, are you're on instagram and tiktok is there anywhere a- anywhere else people can find you um i'm technically on twitter i just kind of randomly <laughs> post stuff on twitter um
1: but i think my twitter handle is like um Hikaloa, which my first name is actually hikari so it's like part of my first name and part of my middle name
0: wait your first name is hikari Yeah, my middle name's (laughs) Loana. What? Okay, this whole time I've known you as Loana, so I'm like, what is going
1: on? I mean, no one calls me by my first name. Like, my parents don't even call me by my first
0: name. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I think they just wanted to give me, like, a Japanese first name to, like, make my grandparents happy. But also, like, (laughs) they were just like, yeah, we're not going to call her by that.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here, Luana, and we'll see you guys soon, Candy Fam. Yeah. Thank you so much.